0: Hey friends, welcome to The Beat Goes On, a pro-life podcast hosted by Piedmont Women's Center in Greenville, South Carolina. If you've been looking for a pro-life podcast to help you better understand the pro-life position and other issues surrounding it, navigate sensitive conversations with clarity, confidence, and kindness, and understand and stay up to date on the latest pro-life news and legislation, The Beat Goes On is a podcast for you. Our hope at Piedmont Women's Center is that the Beat Goes On podcast will bring clarity to your thoughts and equip and empower you with the confidence to humbly serve the women and men in your community. Let's get started. Hey, everyone, welcome back to the Beat Goes On. We are bringing you a bonus episode today. As you have probably heard, there was a leak of the Dobbs case from the Supreme Court, and we have been getting lots of questions of what does that mean for pregnancy centers like PwC and what can people and churches do? So I am here with Kelly Ross, our CEO today, and we're gonna try to answer some of those questions. This is just gonna be a short episode. We are gonna come back later and do a more in-depth episode once the once the official decision links. So we are going to um, just have a short episode answering some of your questions today.
1: Welcome, Kelly. Good morning. Glad to uh, be with you again today. And I think that um, so many of our staff members were fielding questions for the community. It just seemed like an easy thing to come on here and sit down and say, here's where we are.
0: Right. Get everyone on the same page. That's right. That's right. All right. So the first question we want to address today is, We've been getting phone calls, people asking, is there still a need for pregnancy centers like Piedmont Women's Center if Roe gets overruled?
1: Yes. So that's a great question, and I can understand why that would be the first question on everybody's mind. In fact, it was the first question on my mind when things started coming through. But here's what I know. Um, Long after Dobbs overturns Roe, whether that's now or in the future, because um, we don't know. This is a leaked decision from a draft back in the early part of the year. So mm-hmm. we really don't know what could be. But here's our kind of our dream. Um, let's say in South Carolina the trigger law is our heartbeat law which actually states that there would not be abortion um, after six weeks in the state of South Carolina. So if Dobbs goes back to the state the first thing that would happen immediately is that the heartbeat law would be law of the land. Six weeks. Most People don't know they're even pregnant at six weeks. Mm -hmm. So that would actually be kind of an end of abortion in our community. But I think what's going to happen is actually our state is going to be very proactive, and we may actually see the total um, abolishment of abortion in our state. What that looks like for pregnancy centers is while we won't be performing abortions in South Carolina, South Carolinians will continue to find ways to get an abortion right. and so it actually requires us to work even harder to be the first choice and the best choice which is a part of our vision statement you know we want to be there for anybody who's experiencing an unplanned pregnancy and is considering abortion we want to be able to provide her with uh, really good quality educational tools that will point her to a life decision Mm -hmm. that part of our work actually gets harder, but we are built for this, right? (laughs) Like I'm, I'm actually kind of excited and, um, really planning some strategic things. Like we're already thinking about it as if it's happened. We kind of have two plans right now at Piedmont Women's Center, one for if nothing happens (laughs) and one for if something happens. And we're working through that as a staff, we're working through that, um, on the board level and really just, uh, envisioning what God would have us do. So, And that would be anywhere in the country. I think there will always be a need for pregnancy help. I think there was a need for pregnancy help prior to Roe v. Wade. Mm -hmm. We just didn't know it. We didn't know how big the need was. And that will always be there. Um, There's a scripture that says the poor will always be with us and women who are in this moment of experienced an unplanned untimely pregnancy they are poor in spirit right. and we need to be here for them and so it's it's just i think yeah every pregnancy yeah. center across our state and across our nation will continue to be needed the need may look different but we're built for this yeah. and we're ready to go and we could be seeing more because i actually yeah, think we will i think we will too a conversation around the life issue around the abortion issue, always stirs something in people. And every time there is press or publicity about the life movement about the abortion issue we see an increase of phone calls for appointments Mm. and we see an increase in client activity based around our abortion uh, recovery and support program so women who've had an abortion uh, we have a whole program here that helps them work through that grief and forgiveness uh, in christ and uh, we weren't planning to have kind of a summer group well All of this talk about the Dobb case started happening, and all of a sudden we had like eight, ten more people wanting to get connected to an abortion recovery group before summer. And so we kind of just, we weren't planning it. We were kind of taking just some time to focus on some planning for midsummer to fall. But we had this group just pop up. And then the facility, I mean, it, it's really been amazing to see what yeah. God has done there and how any conversation around the life issue <laughs> is good conversation because it, it really sparks something in people to either get involved and connected Um, or to ask questions like what's going on yeah so you said that you have a couple
0: of different strategies one for if nothing changes and one for if things do what can you share with us about what may change or what may stay the same as far as Piedmont Women's Center goes in our mission and our work here
1: yeah so you know our vision at Piedmont Women's Center is to be the first choice and the best choice for anybody who's Experiencing an unplanned, untimely, or unwanted pregnancy, and for those who have experienced child loss, whether that's through abortion, miscarriage, or infant loss, and we do that by providing a pathway of hope through Christ. Um, our vision is so big picture that we'll never accomplish it. That was it was kind of written that way. It's the thing that guides mm-hmm. us. Um, so as long as we stay true to our vision, almost nothing changes. Right, um, But the big change for us will actually happen. Um, obviously, if nothing changes, we keep moving forward. We keep hearing from God. We keep being that first choice, best choice. We keep fulfilling the mission, and, and, and we see an end of abortion in our community through the changed hearts in Christ. That's what I honestly believe, if nothing changes. Now, if something changes, even if it's only a repeal to 15 weeks— Uh, if it's only a repeal to six weeks, there's going to be some things that change because there's this whole new cottage industry um, that has sprung up. Um, You know, Planned Parenthood, these groups that um, provide abortion, they're trying to figure out how to keep their industry going, just like we're trying to figure out how to uh, prevent people from having an abortion. Um, And they have actually created a cottage industry called abortion tourism. Mm Mm-hmm. And you think, what does that mean? (laughs) Well, it's exactly what it sounds like. You can't get an abortion in South Carolina, no worries. You can fly to California, you can fly to New York, you can have a little mini vacation, you can have your abortion, you can have some time to recovery, and then you can go back to your home state. That should break our hearts. So how do we, what we have to strategize is how do we prevent people from crossing state lines to do what they want to do? Yeah, especially
0: since it's going to be paid some employers may be paying for it. Yeah. So employers that it harder to exactly. And stop. not only
1: are employers paying for it uh, and there's some big names out there. I'm not going to call right. out any big names today. It's not what this show is about. Um, we may do that on our supplemental <laughs> uh, next episode, but what they're doing is they're also providing grants. Okay. Right. So let's say you can't afford to go out of state. Then there are grants that you can apply for to fully fund Uh, Your abortion tourism package. Mm. Uh, And we know these things are happening because Texas for the last six, eight months, um, they have actually been operating under their heartbeat bill. And I've been talking to directors in Texas, pregnancy directors, just like myself, who have boots on the ground. And they're like, Kelly, this is what's happening we are not less busy, we're more busy, number one, because people are trying to figure out how pregnant they are. (laughs) So they know which options are. Yeah. And um, then the other thing that they saw spring up was this abortion tourism. And so they're working much harder on their um, social media presence. They're working much harder on their client focused marketing programs. Um, And so we're already kind of pointing that direction with some of our client-focused marketing that we're doing uh, through um, uh, different things we have for advertising on Google and those kind of things. Um, So we just got to be wise, you know. The other thing that's going to change in our state um, if this goes through is that there will be more pro-abortion protesting, we're already seeing that here on a, at our Grove Road Clinic. The number of uh, pro-abortion protesters has increased. Um, they are vocal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, it breaks my heart to see the tactics that they are using uh, to prevent people from coming to see us <laughs> and to pointing people to the abortion provider. Um, so we, we just have to be wise. Um, a lot of pregnancy centers have experienced some vandalism over the last uh, few months since the leaked uh, Dobbs decision rolled out, uh, we've been lucky. Um, we haven't seen a ton of um, increased uh, vandalism or anything like that, but we were already seeing some of that. Yeah. We, we, we've already walked through some of that. So I think all along, God's been preparing us um, and, you know, we are just walking under his favor and what more can we ask for? Yeah. So kind of what our strategy, it sounds like from what you're saying, is just being prepared to see
0: more clients and yeah. also just getting our marketing more client focused than it even has been in the past. So that yeah. we can let them know we're here for them and educate them and just start this whole exactly. process. And, and you're going to be a big part of here. that. Yeah. So I'm excited I'm to excited see what that's that. going to
1: roll out and look like. And like I said, I think God has put the right team in place at mm-hmm. just the right time.
0: Yeah, I think so. So um, obviously if Roe gets overruled, whether it's in part or in whole, It is going to be something to be very excited about and to rejoice over. But what other kinds of attitudes or perspectives should we be taking into consideration, cultivating ourselves or within our churches during this time?
1: Yeah, I I tell you, back when Joe Biden was elected and all seemed to be lost for the conservative movement and Mm -hmm. for the life movement in a staff meeting, I said to our people, I said, wouldn't it be just like God? to accomplish something we've been working towards for 50 years wouldn't it be just like God to do it when all seems lost yeah. because then only he can take credit like yeah. this th- if so this true. happens i'm just I, I i can't even put into words the deep gratitude that i feel towards god and and what he could only take credit for because there's been many hands to the plow over the years not just here at Piedmont Women's Center but nationally and even globally to try to end uh, the horror and the trauma of abortion Um, but to see it in my lifetime I don't want to say I never thought I would see it I will say I was always hopeful when I came here to Piedmont Women's Center, I kind of had this 10-year plan for feeling like abortion would fall. I didn't know anything of what that looked like. I thought it might just be a little local thing we could stir up here. But to see what God is doing on a national level and hopefully allowing states to determine uh, what they do, mm-hmm. it's, it's just mind-boggling. So, um, But how can people be a part of this overjoy? Number one, just praise God for it. Right. Like the day it happens, just drop to your knees. And thank God, look to the heavens and say, this is you. There's no human who can take credit for what God does. And, and that really excites me. Um, the other thing we're going to need is people to be prepared to serve. Um, just in the last three years here at Piedmont Women's Center, we've seen already like a 40% increase in the number of clients that we're seeing, which is kind of crazy and overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe we'll actually see more. Um, I think we're going to go quickly. We just crossed over the 3,000 mark of unique clients this year. We saw – 3,200 clients, about 10,000 times. So when you think about that, this year I had kind of projected that we would easily cross 4,000. We're way on track to do that. Like we're way ahead of where we thought we would be at this time. In fact, we could provide more than 1,000 ultrasounds this year. Be prepared to serve. We're going to need more people than ever volunteering with us at Piedmont Women's Center. And you can find out about volunteering on our website. There's actually a form there where you can register, um, give us some of your information, and be interviewed to become a volunteer here at um Piedmont Women's Center, there's also going to be more families in need. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be more opportunities for adoptions. I think there's going to be more I just think there's more opportunity for us to be the church. Yes. And there's nothing more than exciting than the church being the church. And I think it's time we rise up. Like yeah. I think I think this is our moment to shine. Um, and so I think we also need to understand a lot of people are going to be fearful about this decision. And fear does something crazy to the human mind. Yeah, kind
0: of takes your rationality and reasoning away. Exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, and so we just need to be praying for those who are experiencing a pregnancy in these crazy days that we live in. Um, I mean, just think about it. Just these food deserts that we're seeing right now with formula. Yeah, that one thing alone can spur abortion in the heart of somebody who may even be thinking about having a baby, but they're looking at everything that's happening and they're saying, how can I do this now? I can't do this now. And the, the greatest things that happen when people choose to walk in the door at Piedmont Women's Center, when clients start with us, we get to say, yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, women deserve a choice that is greater than abortion. Yeah. Abortion is not... only choice and women deserve more than that they deserve to know there's more than that and that's why i just keep saying over and over we need people to start with us if you're in the upstate of south carolina specifically in the greenville area and you're pregnant maybe you just somehow found the beat goes on we are here for you right we are here to serve you we are here to meet your needs and uh, we hope that you'll come and we'll also hope that the church comes and serves alongside us we can't do what we do without the local church and um you know be humble in victory (laughs) (laughs) i think sometimes you know i'm a clemson fan and uh we uh have had some really good years lately And uh, (laughs) as we experienced some defeat this last year, I was like, ooh, now I remember how that feels. It's a little. Yeah. So while we celebrate the great things that God has done, um, and while that is something we should celebrate, just being mindful that there are other people out there who feel totally different than you. And this is a great opportunity for us to come alongside. Exactly. We were in a meeting yesterday, and I've been really burdened um, for 50 years, people have believed a lie that it's not a life, that it's a clump of cells. It's because that's what they've been taught, right? And so now we have the opportunity to come alongside with this idea that I have called the um, the, the science of life and be a part of re-educating our communities okay. about embryology and taking the scientific approach about when life begins. And yeah. embryologists will tell you life begins at conception. Mm-hmm and and we need to be a part of that so that really excites me so be praying for us to have wisdom that's another way people can get involved yeah so praying
0: volunteering um donating resources oh yeah yeah man. um like we mentioned the formula crisis so you know we've been giving out some of that here as we have it so if you have resources that you can donate you can bring those in you can look online at our list or if you are at a you know Whichever pregnancy center that you are close to, That's right. I can promise you that they need supplies, and you just their phone call away to see what they need. Um, so we kind of talked about uh, what individuals can do with praying, mm-hmm. um, donating supplies, and volunteering. Is that the same for churches, or is there anything else that you would add to that for churches?
1: Yeah, I think there are there there are some things that the local church can do to prepare ahead of this decision. Either way, we're going to need you. The needle just may look a little different or a little greater one way or the other. Um, Like I said earlier, pray. (laughs) Pray for us. Pray for women who are still seeking an abortion. Pray for people who may be Googling online how to do an at-home abortion. Like... We our country needs Jesus. <laughs>
0: yeah, like and we don't underestimate had. that power of prayer. That's one of the most powerful things God has given us. I know a lot of yeah. times I'm thinking, oh, I got to be like doing something, but like God calls us to pray. So, yeah,
1: and that know. that is our call. Yeah, right. And that's something we can all do, no matter what season of life yeah. we're in, no matter where we're at. And you know, it's clear scripturally: if my people, there's lots of prepositions here, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. He'll hear us, and He'll heal our land, and our land needs healing. It absolutely needs healing. And when I think about the abortion issue, I think about it in a lot of different ways. But one of the things that really God has been showing me, no matter what you call abortion, if you call abortion murder, if you call it taking of an innocent life, no matter what you call abortion, here's here's what abortion does, right? It rips the soul from top to bottom of the woman who chooses abortion. It does that. We've seen that over and over mm-hmm. as we've done post-abortion care and support here as we've come alongside women who have chosen abortion. They all bear wounds. Yeah, We, we had okay. a woman here who, who was in her 70s who's yeah. been
0: living with that for 50 years. For 50 years. Yeah. Um, and we're opening that conversation up yeah. to allow women to
1: say like that, that they're struggling because they do. Yeah. I mean, it rips their soul. Mm-hmm. The other thing abortion does... Is it destroys the role of fatherhood? This is why we've seen the, the mm. demasculization of men in our community because we're destroying the role of fatherhood through abortion. Sometimes that's willful. The guy will take the girl for an abortion, and sometimes he may not even know he's pregnant or she's pregnant. And it might be years later that he's carrying this burden he didn't even know he had. Um, the other thing abortion does is it erodes the foundations of our communities. I believe the church is the center of our communities, um, and abortion actually erodes that. It erodes the church. It erodes, it erodes everything. I think a lot of the things that we're seeing right now with gun violence, we can probably tie back to that 1973 decision when life was no longer the centerpiece of value in our communities. Right. And so it erodes us, and then it's, it's dividing our nation. Abortion is one of the most divisive topics in our country, and the only thing that changes that is Jesus. There's, there's no conversation that you and I can have with anybody in our community, and I've had tons of conversations on both sides of the aisle this is one of those things where we're going to need to see a manifestation of the Holy Spirit like never before. And prayer does that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, when we really seek God, when we really pray, when we really humble ourselves before them, him and say, we've tried it our way, it doesn't work. We see things change. And that excites me about the next steps. What, what do the next steps look like? I don't know. I just know I'm going to keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So um, we want our churches to pray anything else you want to add there for yeah. churches?
1: P- plan and prepare to help women in the church, right? right? And in your community because if they can't find what they want they may find you by accident (laughs) so be ready (laughs) we have some church resources if you're a pastor or if you're maybe a small group leader um, there's some great resources that we have here at Piedmont Women's Center uh, that actually will do a whole church training it's about six weeks we can do that on a Sunday night a Wednesday night you can do it in your small group Uh, it's called Making Life Disciples uh, and it's a really great um, way for you to learn how to love uh, an unexpected mother in your church Mm -hmm. inside the wall your church. That's where we want her. Exactly. <laughs> we, yeah. we can't, I mean, we're the hospital here, right? We're the emergency room. We, we have to love the next one coming through the door. But as we're getting to know these women, as we're establishing a relationship of trust, we want to be able to hand them off to the local church and trust that you're able to love her well. So be prepared for them. Um, support your local pregnancy centers. I mean, we can't do what we do without funding. It's, it's just a bottom line. Right. I mean, we, we are very good stewards of all that we have. Um, We have a very small staff. When you think about the fact that we saw uh, 3,200 clients last year, we have, I think, a staff of eight or nine full-time people. We have a bunch of part-timers, and then we have 180-something volunteers who serve with us on a regular basis. Uh, So we really, really uh, can't... Can't do it without you. And we would love to come to your church and do a presentation. But like I said, if you're not in the upstate of South Carolina or the Greenville community, please, if you Google local pregnancy center, somebody will pop up in your area. So find a way to get connected and learn how to support them well. Yeah.
0: Even if there's not one in your local area, um, one thing I've seen other people doing is just donating to one that they find somewhere else. That's right. because. It's needed.
1: Yeah, there's all kinds yeah. of Amazon wish lists out oh, there. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you. And yeah. So there's ways for you to support there Definitely somewhere. ways for you to be
0: involved in some way, somehow. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that answers some of the questions that we've been getting. Is there anything that you want to add here at the end?
1: You know, uh, we love our community here. And I'll just say thank you for everybody who's prayed against abortion uh, mm-hmm. over these last 50-plus years. Uh, thank you for everybody who has prayed for Piedmont Women's Center. Continue to do that and just pray for wisdom and that we would continue. I think that the, the blessing that I've seen over the last three and a half, four years almost now that I've been here is the blessing of favor God has placed on Piedmont Women's Center. So just continue mm-hmm. to pray we'll be good stewards and uh, that we'll love people well and we'll love our community well. And uh, I think the brighter days and the best days are ahead of us. And regardless of what happens at the Supreme Court level um, on Grove Road and in Greer, we're going to be here for the next one who walks through our doors. Because our ministry has always been about getting her, the client, to him, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And loving her. Yeah, I'm excited for what's ahead,
0: no matter what's decided, we've got lots to look forward to and lots to do. And if you guys are interested in helping out anyway, Kelly talked about volunteering. So you can go to our website. It's www.piedmontwomenscenter.org. You'll find a tab there for volunteering. You can also donate. If you just want to come take a tour and see what we're about here, you can do that as well. Um, So we're looking forward to connecting more with you guys. And like I said, we will be back once the official decision drops and we'll do a more in depth episode. In the meantime, If you have questions, please let us know and we will try to answer them. All right, friends, thanks so much for joining us on the Beat Goes On today. We hope we've given you some things to think about. If you are interested in helping the pro life work at Piedmont Women's Center, here are three quick and easy ways you can do that leave a five star review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast, take a screenshot and share the podcast with your friends on social media. Remember to tag us if you do. Or you can visit PiedmontWomenCenter.org to make a one-time or monthly donation. You make our pro-life work possible. Until next time.